Welcome to the Writing Renegade Podcast. We're here to help you learn how to be an indie author with advice from the best of the renegades. We cover topics like building your own author platform, getting your novel published, creating a renegade marketing plan, and beyond. Use what works for you and ignore what doesn't. That's the renegade way. And now your host, Carl S. Plumer. Gwen. Hi. <laughs> how was your run? It was good. It's like 60 degrees out in Boston. Well, which is weird because in Ohio it's snowing and it's been snowing for like the last 12 hours. So <laughs> there's been some kind of weather swap. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, two weeks ago I was running in the snow with the little like spikes on. But <laughs> <laughs> Ice climbing spikes. Yeah, it's not quite that bad, but... It was cold. And I see it's a auspicious moment to do a podcast based on the launch of your new website. Yes. <laughs> That's been all I've been thinking about today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I should do an intro. Um, you are the renowned Gwen Hernandez, and you wrote Scrivener for Dummies, and you have been a go-to person. Uh, I think for the community for quite some time and I remember when I first started using Scrivener a couple of years ago I had a couple of questions and I actually I actually reached out to you over I don't know if it was Twitter or your contact thing and you actually answered me immediately with the with the correct solution and that was uh, customer service beyond belief since I wasn't a customer <laughs> um, although I did have your book so I guess I was a customer but I couldn't still couldn't figure it out yeah well uh, you know <clears throat> I do try to answer questions if people are stuck. Well, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's nice. I think it's a good karma. So you now have scrivenerclasses.com. Mm -hmm. Care to um, give us a uh, idea of what that's all about and and why we should sign up? <laughs> uh, yeah, it scrivenerclasses.com is me trying to sort of change the way I offer training. Um, I like to be very involved with the students and be able to provide, you know, individualized Q&A, if you will. Yep. So in the past, I had always been offering my classes, you know, a couple times a year. And that was really limited, limiting for people because if they weren't available during that time, then, you know, they really couldn't participate. And um, so my goal was to make the courses available all year round while still being able to answer questions for people. And so that's kind of what I've tried to do here um, through it's uh, the website kind of just lines everything up and lets you walk through it at your own pace. And then if you have questions, you can go to the forum and I answer them. And okay, nice. Yeah. I think that works well. Um, <laughs> it certainly keeps you from having to be, um, you know, live. Um, I took a grueling course, and I say that with affection, with Holly Lyle about how to rewrite the mm -hmm. novel. And it was the same format. It was um, a lot of lessons and print, things you print out and videos you watch. And then you post questions to the forum. And what the forum ended up doing, which was really great, is um, everybody just didn't go there with questions. As I'm sure you know, after a very short while, people were head of others and so on so the the group itself the community could offer answers and right hopefully that'll work that way with you as well is that um not you won't have to be the only one with the answers 
Yeah. And what I did, um, <clears throat> because I figured if I just left, I did have to limit it to 60 days. I'm trying this right now. So when you sign up, it's 60 days as opposed to the three weeks that I used to do. So um, it's actually an expansion, but um, I have a forum that once you're a student, there's another forum that's like a student discussion forum that I don't really participate in, but it's, you can have that forever. Nice. So that way people can still kind of stay involved in the community if they met people they like and, nice. you know, want to talk to and stuff like that and give them a place to go if they get really stuck and I'm, you know, not available. But um, yeah, and I, I add a lot of videos and kind of um, broke it into smaller pieces. I don't know if you're familiar with Duolingo, the language app, but I was kind of inspired because they do these little five minute sections or whatever where you can work through them and you're like, oh, I can just do one more. You know? <laughs> oh, so. Duolingo. Yes. Of course. I knew I heard of this one place, but you can tell by my silence that obviously no. Yes. Duolingo. <laughs> my son just told me about that uh, about a month ago and it's actually on my iPhone now. So yes. Okay. Proceed. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, mine is not quite as cute as that, but um, it kind of inspired me to, to break things up into smaller pieces and um just make it a little bit feel a little bit easier to go through so people wouldn't get so overwhelmed by having this 10 page lesson. Yep. And um, I think people, I think it's been shown that people learn better that way anymore. You know, I mean, we're all attention, you know, deficit, whatever, you know, we can't pay attention <laughs> that long. Right. Uh, so it go, the theory goes. So that makes sense. Hey, let me, you know, it occurs to me we're kind of, um, we may have nerded out slightly, but maybe not. Uh, if someone's listening when this gets posted and they have never heard of Scrivener, they have no yeah. idea what we're talking about. So do you want to cover that slightly, The uh, what Scrivener is and its benefits and a feature or two so that um, even somebody who isn't, let's say somebody who's just using Word right now might get a sense of what it's all about? Absolutely. Um, so Scrivener is writing software. And honestly, when somebody told me about it the first time, I was like, well, I have Word, so what do I need writing software for? What could it possibly do for me? And then I went and looked at it and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I must have it. Um, basically, what it does though is it lets you write in smaller pieces like scenes, sections, chapters, whatever, and keep them all organized that way so that you can see the structure of your work as you go. Um, and then what that allows you to do is kind of uh, work with those little, you know, chunks, if you will, in a lot of different ways. You can move them around really easily. You can add tags to them to color code them so that you can track different things like maybe where you are in the revision process or um, who has the point of view of a particular scene or who the author of that article was or what blog post that's going to or, you know, so there's a lot of different ways you can use that. Um so I think, and then you can, you know, sort of leave notes for yourself in lots of different places and several different ways. So that keeps you from losing those little epiphanies you have when you, um, you know, you're in the middle of writing and you think, oh, I need to remember to whatever, or I can't think of um, some witty comeback here for this yep. character. I'll just yep. put, you know, enter witty comeback here and then keep writing. And that way you can yeah, I stay do. in the flow. I just put needs research like constantly. Otherwise <laughs> I would be on you know, um, my browser constantly. And that's like, that totally disrupts the creative flow. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And then you can also, but speaking of research, you can bring in like pictures mm -hmm. and um, documents, PDFs, you can save websites and all sorts of stuff like that. So really your project becomes kind of everything you need all in one place instead of having them spread across all these different parts of either your computer or your desk or <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah. And also it's got a distraction free, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it's the, the, scrolling goes away forever. Like when I was writing in word, I would constantly be scrolling and scrolling through 300 pages of word document, trying to find something. Uh, mm -hmm. Because I couldn't remember exactly what I could search on, or search wasn't coming up with it. And in Scrivener, your entire book sits in front of you in a way, either as index cards or an outline or a kind of a tree structure. Mm -hmm. So, and it searches fantastic. But you can, right. you can see that, um, a lot of times when I'm writing, I can go, wow, that, you know, I opened with this scene, but I'm gonna, you know, just drag it and I guess it's not really drop, it's just drag it and leave it, um, you know, six chapters down. Mm -hmm. And and when I write too, I, I think a lot of people do this. I create folders like Act 1, Act 2, or, mm -hmm. you know, um, the inciting incident. And then you can put your little sections in there and really keep in track of why are you writing this section. Um, right. It's, it's pretty amazing. And I also want to point out to anybody listening as well, there's lots of quote unquote novel writing software out there. And this isn't that. Uh, it doesn't prompt you with what is your, uh, protagonist's, you know, <laughs> inner conflict or, you know, it's right. not, it isn't like building a novel in some ways that some of these programs do, which, um, you, if you're interested in doing that, there's, there is other software to do that. But this right. is really just, uh, I think the most efficient way to write a novel. I've also tried it with screenplays, by the way. It works pretty well mm -hmm. for organizing your thoughts because a lot of screenplay writing software has no, uh, that left-hand panel. You're just kind of writing and writing and writing. And oh, I tried I using like Final Draft and I missed the folder structure in Scrivener as to like just for organizing. Yeah. Um, and they so. do have screenplay yep. um, format and then you can export to Final Draft format. Yep. So. Which is what I ended up doing, but I needed to get my thoughts in order, which I didn't see any way of doing, even though Final Draft has index cards and outlining, it just, it, I missed that left-hand panel of the tree structure. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I like being able to, because before when I was in Word, I felt like, I kind of thought I was happy, but there were a couple of things that were bothering me, like losing my place. Every time I opened it, I was back at the top of the window. And yeah. I, I know there's a way to deal with that now, but if you're, you Not know, really. You have things. to like remember to place a bookmark. Editing, you know. mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, sorry. I blabbed right over you. I'm still <laughs> talking over you. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, but but also just sort of losing a sense of where I was in the book. And and once I had an understanding of story structure, then it it helped even more because I could, like you said, doing the, the acts. Or I do like four parts usually when I'm doing fiction. Mm -hmm. Um but when I was writing Scrivener for Dummies, I used Scrivener. Good thing, right? And, um, you know, I just, since I had the outline, I kind of had to sell the outline before I could write the book. So I already knew what the outline was going to be. So I just plugged it all in. And then I could just color code it by 
had I done anything to that piece yet or not? Had it gone out to editorial? Had it come back? That's from right. You can track all that. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And that was really great because with, you know, with a novel, you send the whole thing off at once and you get the whole thing back. But with um, that book, I had to turn in each chapter as I finished it. Yeah. So it was a it, Scrivener also kind of helps you with the project management aspect of the, the book, it, no matter what you're writing. Yes. And which brings us to, therefore, why would one need Scrivener? <laughs> To have to learn it. And let me just tell you, the first time I tried to use Scrivener, I abandoned it for like six months because I was totally intimidated. I couldn't understand, especially the compiling function. I just, um, and it just didn't work for me. And the second time I went in, um, it just something clicked. But I have to say to anybody getting started with it would be don't be intimidated because it's got a pretty high learning curve, but it's, but you can get over it or whatever really fast. Um, yeah. however, learning, having someone teach you would, is the ideal way to go because it is, um, it's just frustrating for a beginner. And yeah, I wouldn't want to see someone abandon it like I did because they just think I'll never learn this because they're going to lose all that Scrivener goodness. Right. And, which is why, I mean, you wrote. You literally wrote the book on Scrivener. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously I highly recommend people take your course. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and it's super friendly. There's little samples on the scrivenerclasses.com site. Mm-hmm. Um, if people want to see what it's going to be like. So do you want to talk now about your books that you yourself have written? The Blind Ambition mm-hmm. and Blind Fury. With, uh, you know, the pictures of your husband on the covers <laughs> that he was nice enough to do for you. <laughs> right, right. Do you, do you want to talk about um, sure. your inspiration for Blind Ambition, which is a great title, by the way? Thank you. Yeah, that's yeah. my most recent. I'm working on book three now. Um, and how you came up with the idea for the first book and then the, the series. And maybe if you want, talk a little bit about the book you're working on now or not. <laughs> because it's under wraps. Okay. Um, the series, gosh, I and I wrote the first draft of that back in like 2010. Is that um, funny? Yeah, it's crazy. It's well, and then it became a so Golden Heart finalist, and so it uh, took a while to come out. But okay, I um, I talked over you again. I have to get better at that. So, what were you saying about it? That it was a finalist or something? Um. Before it was ever published, it was a Golden Heart finalist, which is the Romance Writers of America's unpublished contest. Wow. Um, nice. So, yeah, it, it didn't win, but it was a finalist, which is a pretty big deal. So yes. that was exciting. And um, that really, you know, spurred me on to um, sort of rewrite it and submit it. And I got a lot of really great feedback. And um then I got the Scrivener for Dummies book deal and kind of put it all on hold for a while. And when I came back, I decided to hire an editor and um, publish it myself. So yep. um, I really like being in control. And um, it really appealed to me at that point. Self-publishing was not only viable, but kind of more accepted. And um, And because I was getting the right kind of feedback from New York, I felt like Okay, it's not just me thinking, oh, what a great book I have. You know, it was my fourth book and our fourth manuscript. And um, so anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the initial sort of 
spark was that, you know, I love military romantic suspense. I love uh, authors like Suzanne Brockman and Cindy Gerard and some of those. Um, and I kind of wanted to write something slightly different because everybody was writing Navy SEALs and, and Delta and um, the, those kind of guys. And um, so I wanted to write Air Force Pararescue. <laughs> nice. So, um, yeah, I mean, the characters are all former Pararescue um, um, and then I'm trying to think the spark for the actual book itself, I think was kind of like, um, and it totally changed from my original idea once I started writing it, but I kind of had this idea of, of, I wanted, you know, somebody keeping a secret and the other person trying to get it out of them and, and, but they're also attracted to each other. And so it was just kind of the, the conflict of that. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that one. Um, and then it, the, in it, I sort of introduce the character who's Kurt Steele, and he runs a private security company. And so it that's sort of where the Men of Steel part comes from. That's what the series is called. And, you know, all the guys end up working for him. And so he's also Pararescue. Um, the, the second book, Blind Ambition, that guy's former Pararescue. And in that one, it's a – I guess I like reunion stories, but um, this one is also a – sort of a second chance love kind of thing. Nice. Um, where he goes to rescue um, his former lover from rebels on a Caribbean island, um, and then she refuses to leave because she's trying to save these orphan children. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so then, you know, they get distracted by saving the orphans, running from rebels and that kind of thing. Um, That's a bit of save the cat there. <laughs> yeah. You know that... Um, so you show your protagonists uh, the way the title comes from. Is li they literally you show them doing something similar to saving the cat. I think saving the orphans is uh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> One notch up, yeah. From the, the opening scene, she's shoving the girl into a trapdoor under the building to hide her. Okay, so we love that. We love her immediately. You, you did that <laughs> I right. Hope so, and then she faces down guys and gets kidnapped. Oh man, that sounds yeah. like a movie material. <laughs> Seriously. <That'd be> <laughs> Um, I had, yeah, I really it. had fun with that one because they were running through the jungle the whole time. So that sounds awesome. Um, and I had in Scrivener, I would put it up on full screen, you know, composition mode with the uh, picture of St. Lucia in the background to keep me in jungle mode. So nice. Have you ever been there? St. Lucia, I have, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now, what makes this a romance as opposed to uh, an action thriller or whatever? What's the, because I don't know anything about romances, I, I hate to say. No, it's uh, fine. So um, I would the way you describe that whole plot. I would have thought, yeah, that's a that's a thriller with rom You know, every thriller has some romance in it. Maybe it's a thriller with extra romance. <laughs> um, so the key to romance, at least in my opinion, um, but you know, sort of the generally accepted rule is that the the point of the book is that the couple is going to get together. So just like a mystery that, well, like a mystery, the whole point is they're yeah. going to solve crime. If they don't, you'd be like, what? So, or a thriller, if they don't stop the terrorists, you're yep. wondering why you read the book, right? So right. the romance, all this other stuff can be going on, the suspense element or a mystery element or whatever. Um, but the sort of ultimate point is for that couple to figure out how to make it work. Um, and, and of course you're going to throw everything in their way to keep them from, you know, making it work until the end. But, 
Um, so hopefully what, you know, what the person is reading for, just like in a mystery, they're reading to figure out how the person solves the crime. In the romance, they're reading to figure out how the couple works through all of the obstacles in their way to so, make this insurmountable like romance come together. Romance in the stone, perhaps. Yeah, that would be a, a good example. Okay, that's very interesting. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did you go about, did you design your own covers? Because you're pretty amazing at designing covers if you did. Um, <laughs> I is, know. <laughs> is no, there... <laughs> I, I get to pick I get to pick some of the stock art. Um, and then I, I have a cover designer who's a professional um, cover designer. And so I just kind of tell her, this is the guy I want. You know, I, mm-hmm. I pick from her stock usually. And then this is kind of the idea I had in my head for what the background might be. And I might give her a couple examples. Yep. Um, but then she, like she came up with the Blind Fury sort of layout. And so then that's become the theme for the whole series is that sort of general look. Yeah, it's um, really nice. And what's unusual and good for her and for you is your name is big. And a lot of starting out writers, they put their titles really big and their names on there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And I think, uh, and once you get rich and famous, the name gets bigger, mm-hmm. but I think it hides a lot of, um, your book looks more like a, you're already, um, what's that expression? You gotta, <laughs> make it till you make it. <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> it already goes, well, oh, it's Glenn Hernandez. Oh, right. This must be her latest book. You know, yeah. as opposed to, it's a book called Blind Furry or Blind Ambition, um, yeah, Blind Ambition by somebody I probably haven't heard of, you know, right. not your book, but I'm just saying that the way that it looks like it's saying, you know, Gwen Hernandez's latest book. So <laughs> well, that was deliberate. Sorry. <laughs> um, that was deliberate partly because, you know, uh, we, we all talk about like what's best for business and stuff. And one of mm-hmm. the things was you want people to be able to read your name, even in thumbnail size. Brilliant. So that was read cool. everything because mm-hmm. you can even almost read the blurb in thumb. Well, you can tell there's a blurb. You can certainly mm-hmm. see the men of steel in, I'm going to ratchet down my brow. Yeah. Even in teeny, um, you know, when it's in sort of lists, Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's a good designer. And uh, it's a brand, too, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. You have a, Your books have a brand. It's too bad they couldn't have done Scrivener for Dummies with one of these guys. <laughs> Might sell more, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> At least to the women. <laughs> I don't care what this book is about. Um, okay. And uh, can you, would you, are you free to talk about your third book or would you rather not? Do you want to give us any kind of teaser or would that sort of ruin it? Um, no, I don't know if it'll ruin. No, um, so the third book is actually about a Marine, former Marine Corps sniper. Um, don't ask me why he just marched in and, um, (laughs) he is, I'm still sort of, you know, I have a lot of revisions to do and I haven't quite finished it yet, but basically he was hired to, um, Keep an eye on this woman who's being accused of, of like, corporate espionage, espionage slash treason, Ew. and um, but then he re- no, they go on the run together. So, okay, yeah, it sounds good. Why why the switch of 
to the Marines? No, I have no idea. He just showed up in my head. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I love that. I love yeah. when you're writing, uh, before you're writing, but I, I love when you're writing, a character just shows up. Like, what? And they're fully formed. I mean, of course, you can play in a character. So, oh, we need a character that's this and mm-hmm. this age, and they have this kind of personality. But when they show up, not uninvited, of course, they're all invited, but when they just show <laughs> up and they've fully got, like, you know, uh, quirks, and th- I know exactly what they look like when they show up. It's like, this is, yep. what is this going on? Okay, so uh, again, I'm hesitating a lot here because I don't. Being a writer, I know these questions can really suck. Like I already asked you about the book. Uh, can you give us a release ballpark? I don't want to put the pressure on it because now it's going to be. Well, I did promise. Yeah, um, April, well, definitely this yeah. year. Um, okay. I end a year, got, fall, winter. I would. Uh, I'd definitely like to have it out no later than fall, if not earlier. Um, I'm trying to put myself on a really strict schedule um, now that I have the Scrivener classes website up, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of had to quit writing for like a month and a half to make this happen. Yep. And so that set me back a little bit from my original schedule, but my goal is I'd like to start putting out two books a year and I just haven't yeah. been there up till now me and too. we're moving this summer. So we'll see. Um yeah, but I really want to get this book out because I still have several more in this series that I want to write before I can move on to a new series. And I'd like to get all these guys their stories. So. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone listening right now wants to get on your mailing list to find out when your third book is available, mm-hmm. how would they do so? There is a sign up on my website. Okay. Both my websites, but uh, GwenHernandez.com. Top right corner says sign up for newsletter. Okay. Or the Scrivener classes also has one. Okay, very good. And And I don't bug people too much, but just periodically I send out for my romance newsletter, I send out um, occasionally little short stories that only my newsletter subscribers get. And usually I have a winner every once in a while. And and of course then new releases. Yes, nice. I would like to invite you back perhaps after you've moved and when the third book is out okay come to talk to us about that i would love to okay and then we can get into more scrivener stuff and more of the actual art of writing but um, it was great talking to you at last yes thanks for having me okay and i wish you a um, productive surprising burst of productivity and your book comes out in two months. <laughs> I appreciate that. That would be wonderful. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Take Thanks, care. Bye. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. So Glenn was kind enough to give us a coupon code for 20% off her courses. Just go to ScrivenerClasses.com, and when you check out, use the coupon code CARL2016. That's capital C, A-R-L, capital C, little a, little r, little l, I should say. 2016 Carl 2016 you will have a great time and you will learn a lot and if you've never used Scrivener before this is how to learn it and you will love Scrivener and your productivity will 10x as they say thanks for listening to this week's episode of the No BS Writing Advice Podcast visit thewritingrenegade.com for more free writing tools Carl teaches at udemy.com head over and take his courses today You can listen to more episodes on iTunes and thewritingrenegade.com.